Hello everyone, this is Mr. Lewis, Knicks 101, the new podcast. We'll be uploading every Sunday morning. I'll do the podcast Saturday night and we'll upload Saturday mo- Sunday morning. Um, last week, we had a good podcast. We talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, we talked about the Knicks, in re- the Knicks in Review. We talked about the games that they played last week. We'll do the same for this week. We'll talk about Mario Hazonia this week. And we'll talk about Andrew Wiggins. Um, the reason why we'll talk about Andrew Wiggins is because I made some mistakes last week in my podcast, which I'll clear up today. Um, again, this is Andre Lewis. Welcome. Uh, we'll just get right into the mistakes that I made last week. Number one, um, the Kyrie Irving situation. I said that Kyrie Irving wants, wanted to come to New York. Uh, a lot of people that heard the podcast, or my friends that heard the podcast, explained to me that um, he didn't go into detail on why he wanted to come to New York. Um, I didn't say the reason why, but I'll get a little backstory on the reason why he really wanted to come to New York really bad. Uh, After the season that he had with the Cavs, he kind of figured that LeBron James was leaving Cleveland. Um, He wanted to uh, do stuff on his own. Uh, that's a New York. That's a New York mentality. I'll tell you that much. Uh, a lot of New York players. Uh, he's from Jersey, but um, everybody in the tri-state area has the same mindset. I remember playing in New York City. It's all about individual play. Uh, that's why when I came up to uh, St. John Fisher, it's like a, it's like a you, you, team basketball is number one. You know, it's a lot of three-point shooting, but it's a lot of uh, team basketball. I mean, if you score. 15 points, I mean, it's great, but nobody really cares. In New York City, if you score 20 points, that's a big deal. You want to be in the paper. Being in the paper is a big deal in New York. Um, he, I don't want to say he's a selfish player, but he's one of those type of players that want to play by himself. He should have been the MVP, to be frank with you. should have been the uh, NBA Finals MVP uh, when they won the championship against Golden State, but they gave it to LeBron. You see that block over and over again. But what people don't realize is that Kyrie Irving hit a big three to put them up to win that game. Uh, if it wasn't for that three-pointer, they wouldn't have won that championship. And he played he played his butt off uh, game five, six, and seven. And I know they came back from 3-1, but Kyrie Irving was a big part of that. But anyway, Kyrie Irving wanted to play by himself. I think he wanted to score 30-something points a game. I think he wanted to cement his legacy. Uh, A lot of players like to do that. Once they get their ring, they really want to cement their legacy and become Hall of Famers. So he put San Antonio on his list. He demanded a trade. He put San Antonio on his list. He put Minnesota on his list. He put Miami on his list. And he put the New York Knicks on his list. Analysts said that his agent told Cleveland that he wanted to go become a New York Knicks very, very bad. And this is from top analysts. We didn't pull that deal off because they were asking for Porzingis. Um, Looking back at it now, I think the Knicks made the right choice in not trading off Porzingis to get Kyrie Irving and just pursue him as a free agent. You don't want to give up too many of your assets. We've seen that before in the past, but um, you don't want to give up too many assets for a Kyrie Irving when you really don't know if he's going to sign again. Uh, Carmelo Anthony did that, and we traded off many assets to get Carmelo Anthony. 
A lot of people were upset with the assets that we traded off. But I'm here to tell you that that trade actually worked. Carmelo Anthony technically might be the best Nick. But we'll get into that. Well, in the last 10 years, he might have been the best Nick. But we'll get into that in a minute. Anyway, Kyrie Irving, like I said, wanted to come to New York very bad. Um, it's still on the table. We'll see in free agencies if he comes. He always wants to stay in Boston, but that's all speculation. You cannot say that you want to go elsewhere during free agency. You cannot say that when you're on a specific team. So he cannot go to the media and say, while he's playing for Boston, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm still thinking about going to New York. You can't say that. <laughs> so that's why he said, you know, I'm going to resign with Boston. But we'll never know. The second thing that I made a mistake with uh, was talking about the Nets lowest in attendance. They, in fact, are not the lowest in attendance. They're the second lowest in attendance. It's actually Atlanta that was lowest in attendance. The Knicks, uh, I talked about the Knicks being sold out every night. That's a lie. Huh? That They're not sold out every night. Um, they are at capacity, but they're at 90, I believe the ESPN report said 98% capacity, which is really, really good for a losing team 98% capacity um, every night so close to 100% but 98% is pretty good Um, and that was it for the mistakes that I made uh, last week Um, speaking of the Knicks and their environment again free agents are going to want to come here now to get back to the mellow thing uh, I think the trade worked People were upset with uh, us getting rid of Chandler. I believe it was Chandler. I believe it was Gallinari. I believe it was Raymond Felton. And I believe it was, who was the guy that was at Cleveland and won a ring? He got dunked on real hard by by Griffin. Uh, what is his name? Oh, my goodness. Mosgrove. Timothy Mosgrove. It was those four players. I think the trade worked. A lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends here at work, um, at work, I work at Hillside. Uh, my friend Chaz Briggs has told me they were on their way to being great players. Now, I'm not so sure about that. Mello, coming to the Knicks, got us into the playoffs three years in a row. We actually won a division title in those three years. Um, I know we didn't wasn't successful in the playoffs, but we'll get into that in another podcast. But if you look at Chandler, Gallinari, Mosgrove, Mosgrove and um, Raymond Felton, those four players never made an all-star team. So I, I think the trade worked. Uh, and then the, a, a proponent, a major proponent to that trade was uh, our owner, James Dolan, who I will get into in another podcast as well. He forced the issue and wanted Melo to come to New York very bad. Um, I think um, the owner is not bad. People are always saying that he needs to be fired. The Knicks will never win with him being in ownership. But we'll talk about him at another podcast. Right now, we'll talk about the uh, last mistake that I had last week, which was uh, Russell from L.A. Uh, I didn't know if he was a number three pick. He was actually a number two pick uh, to the L.A. Lakers. A number two pick. Uh, I like the pick. Um, that draft uh, we'll talk about when we get into Azonia, who was actually in that uh, draft class, um, was uh, I really wanted a lot of players that was on that list, but we'll talk about that. That's the same uh, draft that Christoph Porzingis was drafted by at. 
Uh, so we'll get into uh, that a little later. Right now we'll talk about the Knicks uh, weekend review. Uh, we played Portland, we played the Warriors, and we played the Pacers. And I predicted last week that we was going to lose all three. And lo and behold, we lost all three. So we'll get into the Portland game. We lost 101, uh, 111 to 101. Um, uh, Nurkic, I believe his name is Nurkic. Well, I don't even know his name. But he had 20 points and 8 rebounds. Lillard had a good game at 17 points, 3 rebounds, and 9 assists. Uh, Cantor led the way with the Knicks at 18 points, 14 rebounds. And Novotny had a good game at 16 points, 14 rebounds. Um, we kept it competitive. But uh, watching this game, you knew that Portland was in control the whole game. They really wasn't going to relinquish any lead. I mean, uh, Vonley played great, but at some point, um, the, the Portland Trailblazers was going to take over the game and just not, uh, they just didn't let the Knicks take a lead at any point in the second half. So they was in control and they knew he was going to win that game. Uh, we'll get into the Warriors game. Now, this game... Knicks were competitive. It's the first quarter. Uh, Kevin Knox uh, ended up playing well the first quarter. He was really he was really playing aggressive. Now, Kevin Knox, uh, when I saw him in summer league, he was an animal. And now he got to the league, and it's just like I don't know what's going on. I don't think he has the confidence again anymore. But last that night, that night when he played against the Warriors, he played played pretty aggressive in the first quarter. Didn't work out, but uh, Mario Hozonia, again, uh, if he played with LeBron, this guy, he can do great. He would do great things. He had 19.6 rebounds. Cantor uh, had an okay game. He had 12 points, but he had 16 rebounds. Clay Thompson, oh, man, this man had 43 points. Uh, and i seen this on sports, and I believe he only had four dribbles. Catch-and-shoot shooter, and he's up for free agency. And my friend, again, Chaz Briggs, is saying that uh, he's not a max deal player. Now, somebody's going to give him that max deal money. There's just no way, again, we're going back to the Kyrie Irving. People want to play and submit their legacy. They want to be a number one option. He's going to be a number one option somewhere else. They say, they're saying that he can't create a shot, but you don't need to create a shot scoring 43 points and on only four dribbles. He's going to end up getting a max contract. If he can get... A good point guard to give him the ball, like Steph Curry can, which he ended up having 14 points, seven, seven assists, well, seven rebounds and 14 assists. Draymond also had 10 assists, and he had 11 rebounds, but he only had two points. But if you can get a point guard to get to Clay Thompson, he can be a number one option, and he will get a max contract. And I think he's going to be up out of the uh, uh, Golden State because they're not going to pay all those guys max contracts. And um, I don't think he's going to sit on this bench and – or look at the people on his bench making more money than him when he could be making a max contract. Uh, but getting into the game, the Knicks lost 122-95. to 95. The first half, uh, they were competitive. Uh, I'll give it to the Knicks. They were competitive. But when Golden State gets hot, they get hot. And it was to the point where they went on. The Knicks will score, and then they go on a 10-0 run. The Knicks will score another point, and then... Clay Thompson has scored nine straight points again. And then Knoxer knocks a shoot a jump shot and make it. Trey Burke will make a shot. And then the, the Warriors just come right back and score 20 more points. It's just unbelievable on how easy the Warriors can just score and go on runs. They're a tough team to beat. 
I know that uh, they're not first in the West. They're third in the West right now, I believe, behind OKC. Actually, they're, they're, they moved into second uh, in, the, in the Western Conference behind the Nuggets at 28-14. and 14. I mean, everybody was nervous about the Warriors uh, being dysfunctional and everybody on the team don't like each other. Um, being second in the East, uh, I think they're getting along pretty well. And there are two games behind the Nuggets who we're pretty sure will fall. The Warriors will be um, number one when it's all said and done. Um, again, going back to the Warriors game, it's just they're just too tough, especially playing on the road. I believe the Warriors are going to get a new arena next uh, season. Hopefully, it's not as loud as this arena because this arena, yeah, it's just it's just tough to beat the Warriors uh, on the road. And in the last game, the Knicks played. Uh, they played the Pacers uh, last night. They lost uh, 121 to 106. Sabonis had 22 points, 15 rebounds, and three assists. Uh, Moutier uh, led the way with the Knicks with 21 points, uh, three rebound, two, uh, two rebounds, and three assists. Uh, th- th- this was on national television. I was a little nervous that the Knicks were going to get embarrassed. They kind of got embarrassed, but it wasn't too bad. But uh, it just wasn't fun to watch. Um, again, another team that's in control all day. You know, the Pacers just, I mean, they just, they just, they, they, they just uh, made us, uh, yeah, they made us look bad. Uh, Azonia got dunked on by, I believe, Olandipo. Olandipo had a good game. He had an okay game. Um, the Pacers are a top team. Uh, Olandipo is playing fantastic. Uh, they're the third seed right now um, at 28 and 14. I believe they're better than the Bucks. I think they're going to catch up to the Bucks when it's all said and done and be a number two seed because uh, uh, Olin Depot is that good. But uh, looking ahead, uh, the Knicks will be playing Philly tomorrow. Um, they play them at one o'clock. It's going to be an early game, and you know how the Knicks play. You know, in early, early in the in the, in the afternoon, they don't really play too well. Philly's going to have Jimmy Butler here. <laughs> I don't know if he's playing. I think he is playing. According, uh, speaking of Jimmy Butler, he is having some issues with uh, management, uh, having issues with the coach. Um, I'm hoping he's not a cancer. A lot of people are telling me that Jimmy Butler is starting to become a cancer. Everywhere he goes, he's causing issues. I'm hoping he is a competitor and he wants to win and he doesn't care who he rubs the wrong way. I'm hoping that happens. But um, I'm hoping he's not a cancer because I want the Knicks to pursue him next year in free agency. But uh, we play them tomorrow. And then we'll, I believe the Knicks are going to London. Uh, they won't have Anis Cantor because he's uh, fearful of the Turkish government for killing him. So he's not going to make the trip to London. Um, he also got sick. So I don't think he's playing tomorrow as well. I think he did some, some cheat eating competition i don't know what he did was doing he ate like six burgers and ended up getting sick that's i believe he didn't play last night <laughs> i watched the whole game of the Knicks game yesterday i don't even remember if he played or not <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll i'll talk about that as a mistake next week but uh he's sick so he might not play tomorrow and um he's obviously not playing on thursday against washington i believe uh john wall will not be playing as well um, that really doesn't matter. 
So my prediction, uh, we'll lose to Philly and we'll lose to Washington. Uh, maybe we'll beat Washington. We'll see. I just don't think Bradley Beal and uh, John Wall are really good players together. When one of them are hurt, they really show how good they really are. And I think Bradley Beal is going to tear us apart. Uh, he always tears us apart whenever he's by himself against the Knicks. I remember seeing him, I want to say three years ago, uh, maybe even more than that, four years ago, um, John Wall was out. And I was at the Knicks game, and he played uh, Washington. And I believe the Knicks were a ninth seed trying to make it to the eighth seed, and Bradley Beal destroyed us. He, I believe J.R. Smith took the last second shot, and he missed. Maybe it was five years ago. Man, but Bradley Beal's a terrific shooter, one of the best shooters in the league. And he'll prove that in London on Thursday. I believe that game is at 3 o'clock. Um, London is, uh, uh, I believe, I believe uh, five hours ahead of us or maybe four hours ahead of us. You, uh, Yeah, I think it's four hours ahead of us. I was just watching an NXT, um, NXT TakeOver event, a WWE event in London. I believe it's in UK or London. I don't know where it was, but it, I think we're behind them. So that's probably why the game is early in our in in our uh, area instead of at 8 o'clock start that they usually have. But the game is at 3. We'll see what we do against Washington. Um, I believe we're going to lose both of these games. But we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Now we'll get into Mario Hazonia. Uh, last week we talked about uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., whether he should be on the Knicks or not. I say he should be on the Knicks. He's going to be important piece to... Uh, our team next year. Um, speaking of next year, I hope people saw this Duke game. Holy moly. Cam Reddish, I, I believe he's a top three pick. I'm feeling good about this draft here, guys. Uh, <laughs> we moved into the third slot. We might be the second slot because I know that the Suns have beaten us and they got the tiebreaker. So looking at this uh, standings here, it looks like the Cavs at 8-35. and 35. And it looks like the Knicks at 10 and 32. That's number two pick. But the Suns at 10 and 33. So we need another loss. I mean, I'm not root. I, I, mean, I hate to see the Knicks lose. But if we lose, then it's good for a good cause. So uh, right now, we're, we're in good shape to get one of these Duke players. Either uh, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, or Zion. Zion ended up getting hurt today. But uh, yeah, I'm Cam Reddish hit a buzzer beater today. And I'm... <laughs> I want one of these Duke players really bad. And I am I was thinking in my head, I was saying that uh, I don't think Tim Hardaway Jr. would have made that shot. But Cam Reddish is a sharpshooter, and he'll make that shot. But we'll see. Uh, getting into Mario Zonia, um, he was a number fifth pick in the draft. And you know who he was behind? Christoph uh, Porzingis at number four. This draft, um, I remember watching... And I think I explained some of it last week. Um, I was watching the draft in disgust when we drafted Chris Paul, Christoph Porzingis. I was so, so upset. Um, I wanted uh, Jaleel Olgafer, who was picked at three. And look what happened. Look what happened now. <laughs> He's terrible. I wanted Russell, but I didn't think he was going to drop that low. I wanted Carl Anthony Towns, but I knew he was going to drop that low. And then I looked at the the rest of the draft. I really wanted uh, Justice Winslow, uh, who went 10th to Miami. And you know who else I wanted? 
in that draft who went actually went 13th. I couldn't believe he went that low. Uh, I wanted Devin Booker. Uh, I knew the Knicks were going to pick Devin Booker at four, but knowing now, I think he would have went a little higher than 13 to Phoenix. Terry Rozier also went in that draft at 16, and Miles Turner was another good player who went 11 in Indiana. Another person that went into that draft uh, is uh, Emmanuel Moutier. He went seventh in that draft. So the Knicks actually has Christos Porzingis at four, Azonia at five, who went to Orlando, and Moutier at seven, um, who went to Denver. Uh, so we have three out of the top top ten players in that draft on our team, and we're still losing. <laughs> but uh, Azonia, I'll go back to Azonia from Croatia. I'm surprised they picked Azonia up. That high, I couldn't believe it. Um, he went to Orlando. Uh, he did okay. Um, he had some good games towards the end of last season, his third year. Uh, and then the Knicks uh, took a chance on him, signed into a one-year deal. And he's, uh, I like him. He can shoot. But he, this year, he just can't make a shot. I don't know what's going on with him right now. He can't make a shot. Uh, he, I think yesterday he had the first three I've ever seen him make in a long time. But he's very athletic. And what I mean by athletic is that he can get to the basket and he's a 6'8 forward that he can play a guard position. LeBron James would love playing for, with this guy. I hope uh, he's listening to this podcast and, hey, if we could work out a trade, we can get one of the one of your players to come to New York. We'll take Ingram. We'll take, we'll take anybody you want. But he's a, he's a perfect wing player for superstars like uh, uh, um, a LeBron James that's, uh, that can pass the ball. He's ball dominant and he can go anywhere you want. Uh, I tell you right now, Azonia would play better than J.R. Smith. Uh, so I think Azonia... Is, is is a good athlete and he can play basketball in this league. The problem is uh, I don't think the Knicks will re-sign him next year. And, I I mean, I don't think he should be on his team next year. It's just uh, defensively he has some issues. I know he, the coach said he has gotten better uh, with his uh, defense, but I really don't see it. But we'll see where the Knicks go. Um, he might be traded by the end of this trade deadline. If they're smart, they should be able to do that. By the way, I heard a rumor going around saying that the Knicks are tr- looking to trade uh, Trey Burke and um, Noah Vonley to Sacramento for Zach Randolph and Iman Shumpert again. And there's two other players. What in the world? <laughs> Why in the world would we want to do that in the first place? I have no idea. Maybe their contract is expiring right now because they were D-League players. I'm not sure how that works. Um, I read that because they're D-League eligible, that the Knicks either sign them or release them by the end of this month. I don't know how true that is. might be another mistake that I have to put on the list uh, next week, but we'll talk about that in another uh, podcast. So Andrew Wiggins I wanted to talk about. I got a lot of gripe and a lot of flack about uh, Andrew Wiggins when I talked about rookies need to get better. I didn't think he got better. Um, I looked up his stats, and um, maybe I was wrong, but uh, in 2015, he averaged 16 points a game, which is not bad because coming into a league, average of 16 points a game as a rookie is pretty good. Then the next year, he went up. He scored 20 points a game, and then in 2017, he scored 23 points a game. 
But this is where he took a dip. In 2018, he he dipped. He only averaged 17 points a game. Now that that this is where I'm talking about. On I thought that Andrew Wiggins didn't get better. You you can't take a six point drop. <laughs> he took a six point drop, and this year he's averaging 18 points a game. We want him to get back to that 23 points per game level, and that's why Jimmy Butler wanted out of uh, uh, Minnesota because his teammates were getting worse. But uh, hopefully, you know, he can put the foot in my mouth and he can get better. I heard he had 44 points one one uh, one game, and they ended up winning. But we'll see. Um, I, I he hasn't made an All Star team yet. Once he makes an all-star team, maybe I'll start um, changing my mind about him. Right now, the Timberwolves are 20 and 22, the, the 13th in the West. Uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, if Wiggins can get better. Uh, now that uh, Jimmy Butler is gone, there's probably a proponent of him taking a dip in average because of Jimmy Butler giving more touches. But we'll see. And Anthony Towns obviously uh, stepping his game up as well. Um, next week we will talk about Frank Ninakina, which uh, might be a pretty good rant about Frank Ninakina, uh, because last week he, we we dove into it. Um, I don't think he's a good basketball player. I think he's a very good defensive player, and that was another mistake that I uh, made last week. Uh, come to uh, good thing I got reminded of. Him. Me talking about Frank Ninakina. Um I said last podcast that uh, they played Golden State, and Kyrie Irving said that he, you know, he played pretty well. It wasn't Kyrie Irving; it was actually Steph Curry who said that Frank Ninakina played pretty well um, defensively. Um, you've seen some good flashes of Frank Ninakina playing defensively, but he's just not good offensively, and he's very timid and. Um, He's just not a first-round pick. I'm surprised that he was even drafted <laughs> last year. But we got to live with him. Um, we'll talk about him in depth next week. We'll also get into the games that we uh, talked about earlier with the Philly game and the Washington game. So this is Episode 2 of the New York Knicks Podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great day.